Oh, cool. The lawnmower is going. That's appropriate. I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear it too, really loud. Oh, son of a bitch. We don't even have like a sound team like creating sound effects for us. We just live life that way. <laughs> so we're doing something fun for the summer, Nicole. What's more fun than, than lawnmowers in the summer? <laughs> Someone else doing the lawnmower? Right. Sipping some tea. Right. <laughs> we're just shaking things up, y'all, here on the Sparkle Hour, and we're cutting down the Sparkle Hour to 15-minute uh, sections. Yes, we wanted to have a little bit of summer fun, and there's nothing more fun in the summer than getting out of work early, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so we're going to change things up a little bit, have some shorter episodes, have some guests, and we're all going to be talking about ways that you can incorporate more fun into your summer, lighten things up, have a different perspective, and we're all about that here at the Sparkle Hour. Yeah, so tune in and let's have some fun. <laughs> There's really a lawnmower outside. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my ice? Welcome back to the Sparkle Hour, and it is the Sparkle Summer Sparkler Mini So Sessions. I don't know what the hell we're calling this right now. Yeah, I think we've changed the name a couple of times. It's like Summer Fun, Sparkle that shit out. I don't know. I don't but know. It's, but... Yeah, it's our smaller, smaller bite-sized episodes. <laughs> they're light, they're tasty, and they're so good for you. <laughs> right. So... I'm excited, Michelle, because we have one of our favorite guests on again today. Aww. Yes, we get a repeat performance from the fabulous Angela Todd. How cool is that? Epic. I'm so happy to be here, but I'm remembering that the last time I was on with you, lovelies, I was on the side of the highway, and I feel so distracted by watching your gorgeous faces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. That's exciting. Yes, you were. You were calling in off the, uh, the side of the highway. You pulled over. You were on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Keeping it safe and keeping it, uh, keeping it live and very real. Very yes. real. Very real. Very real. <laughs> so, Angela, for those who don't know you, would you just tell us, you know, who you are, what you do? Yes, I'd be delighted. Thank you. I'm Angela Todd, and I'm your favorite personal historian. <laughs> so you can find me at AngelaLtodd.com, and I'm dedicated to helping women and their families create a legacy through storytelling. I uh, love that. You are my favorite you. family historian. I had a feeling about that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So like, how cool is it? I mean, just as your, as your job, as your thing that you've chosen to like put your life into, to be able to connect with people and hear their family stories and like, hear some of that history. Like how fun is that for you? It is so amazing because I'm very dedicated to local history, women's history, like all the nitty gritty details. 
I was an archivist for 18 years at a botanical archive, and I spent almost all of those 20 years trying to add all the women to the files, right? So all the wives that got botany degrees and then just married a botanist, all the secretaries that did half the work, all of it, right? But guess what? In 20 years, the history of botany didn't really change. Most of those women were dead and didn't appreciate it. So... (laughs) Now I get to work with real people that are still alive that are so excited and curious and grateful. And a side effect that I didn't expect is that it can be really healing. Mm. I have several people who are one of those, ugh, not my family. And once we think about choosing what to bring forward, the latest, latest thing I read about family history is it's a place to choose the past and what you're going to bring forward into the family of the present and, you know, pass on to the next generation. So one person in particular was like, my mother was so horrible, but my grandmother was so fabulous and hilarious. And so being able to choose the joy and sort of thinking about your story in the ways that are healing to you. I just didn't expect the healing part of it. It's been so gratifying and so wonderful. That is really interesting because it's like, it's not whitewashing. It's, it's acknowledging the shit, but bringing forward like the gold out of it, you know, instead of leaving the skeleton in the closet, it's acknowledging it and then burying it. Right, right. And sort of congratulate yourself, you know, like, oh, this black cloud was over my head until I graduated high school, moved away. And, you know, I made it. So it's, it can be really celebratory and really wonderful. That is spectacular. I love this. I love the work that you do. It always makes me happy when I hear you talk about it. Oh, thank you very much. Mm. Really digging it. So here it is summertime and the living is easy. Fisher jump and the cotton is high. (laughs) (laughs) Angela, thinking about some family history, what was fun like for you as a little girl growing up? So, oh, what a great question. So my parents are divorced and we live with my dad in the summer. I'm from Maine. My dad had a piece of property with like a couple of acres, but the couple of acres had a pond and like a little playhouse for us back in the woods. And I would, (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. You girls get me every time. I would take my little plastic typewriter out to the pond, (laughs) sit on a big rock. Oh my God. Michelle's going (laughs) to pee herself crying. And I would write the most beautiful poetry. <laughs> I found something that I wrote the other day. And I thought, oh, this is so embarrassing. Is it like on Walden Pond. <clears throat> it, it was. It was. So, and, you know, we had a big garden. I spent a lot of time in the garden. And behind the pond, I think back in the golden olden days, people burned their garbage back there. Mm-hmm. But at the age of nine or ten or whatever, I didn't know that part. So I would go out and find these shards of China and I would imagine these whole cities that were previously established out behind our pond and what the families were like that lived there. And oh, my imagination went wild. And those were idyllic times out in the woods by myself, <laughs> a little plastic typewriter. <laughs> 
So here's little Angela in, you know, out in the woods by the pond with her sweet orange typewriter <laughs> typing up like beautiful poetry and imagining that she's just discovered ancient civilizations. That's exactly it. I'm sorry, but that shit is cool. <laughs> I am the number one nerd on the planet and I'm proud. Do you hear me? Proud. <laughs> Shoot. So oh how do you bring that fun into modern day for you? How does that like translate oh to who, where you are now in this world? Uh, you know, I have attained a new level of geekdom that I never imagined would come to pass in my lifetime in my house. This summer, I have two kids and a running mate, I call them. And we've started playing as a family in the evenings, Dungeons and Dragons. Stop it. <laughs> My son is 15 and he's the most amazing dungeon master. None of the others of us even want to do it. And he's so awesome to me because, you know me, right? I want to stop play so that I can make snacks for the people in my ship. And he kind of, I can see him repressing an eye roll, but he allows me to make apple slices with peanut butter. And then I have to roll for damages on the apple. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's really rad. Probably nobody listening will know either. Oh no, someone's going to (laughs) know. So if you know, I hope you'll write in and explain what the roll for damages is because we have listeners that will yeah for sure i haven't been playing that long and so i want to do all these crazy outrageous things that are either kooky and fun to my kids who play a lot more or they're like game threatening alliance breaking (laughs) i'm just muddling along but it's super fun and since school's out we play late into the night so fun. I love this. So you would recommend maybe for our listeners like to do a little family game time, hey? Yes. And unless your family sucks and you like we'll, we'll tear each other apart. Right. And then you can write to me and we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, well, and I never imagined I would enjoy a role playing game. But I'm a paladin, which is a healer, mm-hmm. and I totally have to abide by the law, and none of the rest of my family is. So it's really kind of sort of our own personalities to the extreme. It's really fun. I can't believe I'm even saying this. I think it's lovely, and I'm excited that you're doing it and allowing it and sharing it with your kids and sharing it with our community, because I know there's some people out there playing Dungeons & Dragons in our community. My son is a total paladin. He has been his whole life. So really, yeah, like it's I, I can't reveal any of his, uh, um, you know, <laughs> magic moves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd understand them yet. Anyway, but we're really having fun with it, and we are a gaming family. We play board games. I have a hard time playing aggressive, like Monopoly and Risk, and those you know, I'm going to take out my child kind of games, but we found some really cool ones that are cooperative games that we have to work together to escape a sinking island. Forbidden Island, it's called. It's I love games. The thing with um, 
with family games and doing board games and whatnot is the community that it creates. And um, when you, you're taking this kind of, um, it, it's so literal, right? It's so <laughs> right. Literal. You've got this, um, you've got a board that tells you like what you're allowed to do, where the spaces are. You've got parameters that are in place for what's acceptable. You know, what, what are the rules of this game? And how can we play this game together? Oh my God, you said that so much better than I could have. You're right. You're right. We're teaching them how to be productive adults in the world of, in the world, you know, right? Through those, through the community, through the board games and through navigating. Oh, the, thank you for saying yeah. that. Tween and teen are tough years for the, yeah. the mother. <laughs> yes. For like, everybody involved. Shit, right? I think you're right. I think you're right. And, you know, my family, led by my running mate, likes to come right up to the cutting edge of the rules and push a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yes. Let's well, get practice exactly. for that, too. Ah, see, now I hmm, hadn't thought of it that way. You're right. There's so much. I have a question. Like, I'm jumping in with a question. Do you, I know, (laughs) if y'all knew, if y'all just know what was in my head right now. Um, So, (laughs) no, 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 no. My question is, do you do your business any differently in the summer? This is just something I'm seeing around me right now. And I'm wondering do you change how you do business in the summer to have more fun and make more space for those connections? Or um, is it business as usual and you've already built a business that's fun and summer doesn't disrupt it? It's funny that you ask that because I've been trying to do business as usual and it's not common to me. It's not, you know, I want to be outside. I want to be, we have a big garden in the back. I mean, we live in the suburbs, so it's only so big. And I've really struggled being motivated. I just spent a week in New England with my business posse in Rhode Island and then up visiting my parents up in Maine. And since I've been back, I thought, well, I just want to go do that some more. I'm not really, I'm having some trouble focusing. And I'm sure it's not the late night Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sure Definitely no not. impact on it at all. And also that I've exhausted my imagination, you know, in the wee hours of the night. So, in fact, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I think I'm going to concentrate on networking and events and going out and doing my thing in a way that's sometimes really hard for me in the winter between uh, the weather, the school schedule, whatever. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking that. And I'm going to right here, right now, give my pers- myself permission to have a summer mode. Yay! Yay! Oh, this is awesome. Angela, thank you so much for stopping by today. Thank you. It was great to speak with both of you. And next time I am going to do it on the side of the road because you're so both so beautiful and riveting and energetic that I feel like it's, I have a hard time concentrating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to take that as a compliment. Hey, definitely. (laughs) You did just fine. Oh, thanks for having me on. All right, y'all. Have a great time. Get out there. Enjoy the summer. Do some board games with your friends and family. And remember that this life is short, so go out and enjoy it. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>